So we're here today with a member of my family who is actually a librarian by trade. And I've asked her to talk to us a little bit about her top 10 middle school books of choice to read while we have all this extra time to enjoy a good book at home. Hi, my name is Alessandra and I am Dennis's younger sister or Mr. Petrino's younger sister. She's not younger um, by a whole lot. It's only like 10 years or so. A lot. I'm younger by a whole lot. I'm still better um, looking. That's what you think, but nobody else thinks that. Anyways, as he said, I am a uh, children and teen librarian for the town of Weston. So I thought I would um, join him on his podcast to speak about 10 of my favorite uh, teen books, middle school books, uh, a little mixture of some classics that I think everybody should read and some new books that maybe you haven't seen yet, but hopefully you can get your hands on or find a digital copy to read because they're really great. Um, I'm going to start with a book called Ghost. It is part of the series Track by Jason Reynolds. Um, Jason Reynolds is a great author. You probably know some of his books. Um, Crossover is really well known, but this is the first in his series called Track, and it's about track. So um, it's, you know, four kids that are on a track team that are trying to get into the Olympics. And so Mr. Petrino is the boys track coach, in case anybody was wondering. So this is a great book to read because to read. all of my athletes go on to run in the Olympics, apparently. Yes. So apparently he thinks that he can uh, get you to the Olympics. I don't know about that, but I know this book is really great. So definitely read Ghost by Jason Reynolds if you're into sports, if you are into track and field. Um our main character actually started out as a basketball player and moves to track. So I am also coincidentally <laughs> the boys basketball coach. And I've had about 45 of my players go on to the NBA. Yeah. So I guess this is just a book about Mr. Petrino and all of the players he coaches. Yeah. Maybe much. it is. That sounds right. Maybe it is. <laughs> Moving on, our next uh, book that I wanted to speak about is called Doll Bones by Holly Black. Um, Holly Black is also a really well-known author. She writes some stories that I, I don't want to say are horror stories, but do have horror aspects to them. So they are a little bit spookier. So if you are into um, spooky stories, speaking a of spooky bit of stories, I think it's important for everybody to know that my sister once had a hairstyle that she kept going for about <laughs> 10 years. And to this um, day, it lives on in family lore. I don't think it's a spooky hairstyle. I think it was a great hairstyle that is very versatile. And yeah, everybody knows it. So. I'm sorry for interrupting. Please continue. Continue with your Anyways, book. back to Doll Bones. Obviously, the 
title itself kind of gives you a little bit of a cringy feeling, Doll Bones. Um, and it is a mystery. It's uh, a great mystery. You are not going to know the end of this story until you reach the end. I can guarantee that. And Holly Black is, is a great author. She has a bunch of different books. You might know her series, The uh, Iron Trial. Um, but this, this is a really good one if you like that horror, spooky aspect to um, fiction. Um, I'm going to move on to a series that I love. It's called Book Scavenger. So the first one is named book scavenger and this is by jennifer chambliss bertram bertman and it is exactly what the title sounds like it is a book scavenger hunt and of course as a librarian i'm going to love that the plot of the story is a scavenger hunt where you are going to different areas to find books and leave books behind for other people to find. So, of course, that is going to be an interest to me. But if you are somebody who, again, likes mystery or likes scavenger hunts, this is a fun story to start a series. The next book is one I just recently read. It came out in 2019. Um, It is called The First Rule of Punk by Celia C. Perez. And... Again, the title tells you a little bit about what the story is. Uh, A young girl um, is into punk rock, and she ends up having to move with her mother as her parents are divorced, and she moves to a place where her punk rock isn't really embraced. So those of you who do not know what punk rock is... (laughs) or what punk is, I encourage you to talk to your parents and ask them about it and ask them to elaborate. If they were ever part of that punk rock scene, ask them if they had the spiked hair or the dog collar necklaces or the denim jackets with the bedazzlements and yes, all Mr. that. P- Mr. Petrino was not part of the punk rock scene. As you can tell, he dresses the exact same way he did when he was in high school. Yep, that's true. Same clothes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So anyways, that one, the first rule of punk is a good one. Uh, just about uh, a girl trying to make her own way in a new place, make new friends. Um, there's a lot about her heritage. Um, she's she's Mexican-American, and her mother wants her to be more like her, while she would like to be like her father, who owns a record shop. So it's a For great For those story. of you that don't know what a record shop is, <laughs> it was these cool inventions they came out with, these giant circular discs made of vinyl, and you would put them onto a record player, and then you'd lower this little tiny needle onto it and the needle would okay where we left off was we were four books in we were talking about punk um alessandra was nicely putting how i was not into punk um 
as a teenager or growing up. But I can tell you this, in the 80s, I would sit at a video game and play Super Mario Brothers uh, as long as I was allowed to play. And I really, really had to fight just to get a remote control for my Nintendo with my brothers. Uh, but that leaves us and, off into book five of ten. So, Alessandra, why don't you take us into your next book? All right. So, the next book that I want to talk about is To Night Owl from Dogfish. And that is by Holly Goldberg Sloan. This reminds me of the one of my favorite books when I was younger. It came out in the 90s. It was uh, P.S. Longer, Letter Later. And it's about, um, you know, two friends who are writing back and forth. So For those of you keeping this... score, um, I graduated high school in 1997. <laughs> um, and Alessandra, in 1997, you were in what grade? Um, I was seven at that time, so would be you know, first or second grade. First or second grade. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this, this reminds me a lot of, of that book and that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. I thought it was a cross between that book and the movie Parent Trap. Um, so this book is about, uh, two girls whose fathers are, uh, in love and they are going to be meeting each other, going to the same um, summer camp. So they are writing emails back and forth um, to each other beforehand, before they get to the camp. And then at the camp, they do end up becoming friends as much as they did not expect to. Um, what ensues after that is, is a lot of uh, just fun, ridiculous things. Um, but And by ridiculous, are we talking about your hairstyle back in the 19... 19- uh, late 90s, no, I'm sorry, in the early 2000s. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's it's like that. It's more, you know, the types of things these two girls get into um, and the havoc that they cause. But I, I really enjoyed this one. This was a, it, it's a good story. It reads really fast because you are actually reading the emails to and from. Um, so you're reading a lot of replies and it, it goes very fast. So basically what I'm doing all day long, every day right now. Yes. Yes. So lots of emails. Um, so that's, that's a really good one. And uh, moving on to the next one, I'm going to throw in a graphic novel here. Um, and this is new kid by Jerry Kraft. Jerry Craft um, is an amazing author. He is an amazing uh, illustrator as well. He draws all of the illustrations for his graphic novels. But what's fun about him is that he actually lives in Connecticut. Um, so he does give to a lot of uh, you know Connecticut libraries by doing some some uh, events with them and he goes to schools all over Connecticut which is great but this book is really special because it just won the Newbery Book Award this year Um, but again it's called New Kid and it is a graphic novel so it reads like a comic Um, it's about going to a new school yeah we we love comics comics. so uh, fun fact for you 
graphic novels, although parents don't seem to like their kids reading them, actually have more vocabulary in them than the average novel. That's it. So, Done deal. Yeah. We're reading comics yeah. from now on. <laughs> so I always, I always try to remind parents that yeah, there's there's pictures in there, but they are using more vocabulary than you would find in the average. Picture novel. books would be very good for my brother Pierre. <laughs> yes, he's a picture so, book person. He's a big yeah. picture kind of guy. Big picture books, not so many so, words. Yeah, that, that's picture. what this is. You know, it's like it's like a big picture book. Um, but this is a, it's it's a great story. Uh, obviously, it's about a a boy who's uh, the new kid. You know, I'm not going to give anything away. It's it's a quick read. It's a fun read, and uh, the author is a great author. I think you've already ruined the book for me because now I know it's about a new kid. So it's not an old <laughs> kid. Uh, it's not somebody who was in the school already. So it's the new kid. Yeah, the new kid. Um, our next book that I wanted to speak on is The Escape from Mr. Limoncello's Library by Chris Grabenstein. Um, he writes a lot of books. Uh, he's a very well-known author. He also writes with James Patterson. Um, but this is the start of his Limoncello's Library series. And this book is great for those who like mysteries, who like those choose your own adventures it's um similar in the aspect that you are actually you know you can participate in the book there is a mystery that you're following in the book along with the mystery that you're reading they you know are in a library basically doing a scavenger hunt trying to find these clues so that they can uh get the prize at the end so it's a little mixture of like a a you know, that reminds factory. me of a story when we were doing scavenger hunts. Back when we were kids, we went to a, a dude ranch. And for those of you that don't know what a dude ranch is, it's when you go to basically a horse farm and you spend your vacation, you know, trying to learn how to ride horses. And for a family of six who grew up in the inner city of Yonkers, going out to a ranch for a week was very interesting. Uh, we saw things that we had never seen before, tried to ride horses, um, you know, you saw cow crossings, and all these things were all very new to us. And then in middle school, we moved to Connecticut. For me, my brothers and sisters, uh, older, I had three older brothers and sisters in high school. And we moved to Connecticut, and in Connecticut, lo and behold, you had cows across the street from you Yep. and horse farms to be found where you lived. So it was very interesting to me when we moved to Connecticut to realize that those types of farms and cows and horses were all just in the town. It was weird. Yeah, yeah I didn't know anything different because I was the only one that was actually born here and raised in Connecticut. So... Yeah. My, my sister, Alessandra, is number six of six. And after raising the five other children in New York, my parents decided, you know what? Uh, things aren't going so, so well for us. All five of you have turned out horrible. And we want to make sure we give Alessandra the best opportunity possible. So we moved to Connecticut just for her. Yes, I am the favorite. She is the favorite. I, I can't really complain. I'm the favorite. So, 
But getting back to these books, um, the next one is one of my favorite classic books, uh, classic middle grade books. It is Tuck Everlasting by Natalie Babbitt. Uh, I just want to throw make- out that I would agree with this book. Yes. Um, this is one of my favorite books. Uh, Tuck Everlasting was a great book. It was one of the first books that I actually read and then watched a movie on and said, well, the movie was not good. Yes. So they did make a movie of it. And I, like many, many books that are made into movies, the book is immensely better than the movie. So if you've seen the movie, didn't like the movie, still give the book a try. Um, This is definitely great for for fantasy readers. Um, It's, you know, this story of, a magical spring that you can drink out of and have eternal life. Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Um, you know, the main family in it would, would say it's definitely not a blessing. So this is a great classic middle grade book. I think everybody should read it. It's awesome. And the movie does not do it justice. It does not. Yes. Um, getting down or up to my highest picks. Uh, the next one is the first in a series. What number are we on, uh, by the way? This would be uh, the ninth book I'm speaking on, but I'm going backwards to forward. So I'm talking about my favorite ones okay. last. So Tuck Everlasting, number three. Yep. We're on number to three. number two. Number, number two is uh, the first in a series called The Unwanted. Um, and the first one is called The Unwanted. This is by Lisa McMahon. And this is action adventure the whole way through. Um, there are so many books in this series. And then they did a sub-series. And then they did another sub-series. Um, this series will have you reading for quite a while. But what's fun about this is those people that liked Harry Potter um, and those people that liked Hunger Games, this is advertised and it it lives up to it this advertisement of a cross between harry potter and the hunger games Um, in case anybody's keeping score at home i offer alessandra as tribute um i do not want to be the tribute i would not survive the hunger. you will be the tribute um so i guess i would say goodbye if I was the tribute, because there's no way I would survive those Hunger Games. It It's difficult. That's because um, you were the baby. <laughs> you, didn't have to, the, you didn't have to fight at Thanksgiving dinner. You were just giving your food. Yeah. Well, let's let's get something straight. When, when Mr. Petrino would eat his dinner, he would sit at the table for hours <laughs> before our father would let him get up because he did not want to eat his best vegetables and then he thought he outsmarted them and he would shove all his food into his cheeks and then ask to go to the bathroom so he could spit it out and he thought our parents were actually you know not paying attention they knew what he was doing but he would sit there for hours because he didn't want to eat his dinner and when she says hours we would eat dinner pretty much every day um, at 5.30, that's what time we ate dinner. And I would sit there on certain nights from 5.30 till 9 o'clock. I wouldn't be allowed Alex. up off the table. And if I did go to the bathroom, when I came back, 
I think they always put more food back in my plate. Yes. Yes, they did. And I think they were all in on it. I think Alessandra, Michelle, Angelo, P.O., Mikey, and my parents were all in on it. Everybody was against me. I mean, at that time, I was just a little tot. But, yeah, I think everybody else was definitely in on it. Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't have been in on it yet because you were just a little baby. I was just a little baby. But, um, yeah, so... This, this book, The Unwanted, is a, a sibling rivalry almost. You have oh, I like sibling rivalry. Siblings that uh, each of them are in two different realms, okay? Um, and one is a magical realm and the other one is a non-magical realm. Which one, you know, is is doing the better thing by being in what realm? But Alessandra, if you just, had a pick, yeah, one of your siblings... To be yep. living in the magical realm and one of your siblings to not be living in the magical realm? Yes. Who would they be? Um, I think probably our sister would be the one to live in the magical realm. She's the oldest, by the way. She's the oldest. And um, I think Pio um, would probably not do so well in the magical realm. Um, he doesn't do so well in the real realm. <laughs> So I would leave him in the non-magical realm where he's at least used to things. I would agree. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think um, Michelle, definitely in the magical realm. She's the oldest, and that's where she would end up. And I think P.O., who is number three and of six, and he would struggle the most no matter where you put him. So he would absolutely have to be in the non-magical realm because he wouldn't be able to handle what goes on in a magical realm. Yes, he, I agree with that. He really struggles with just the day-to-day things of like using his cell phone. Yes. Yeah, so I, I could not see him trying to learn or perform magic at any point. Yeah. So he, he's staying here... And definitely not going into uh, the magical realm. Do you remember when we used to talk about having POisms 101? Uh, the wonderful things that come out of his mouth? Yeah. He would say things that made absolutely no sense. So we invented a class and we, we called it POisms 101 because anything he said that fell in the category of basically almost like a susicle, like a Dr. Seuss made up word or thing we would put into that class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he comes out with some interesting things. I'm sure everybody has siblings that are the ones that uh, say anything that comes to their mind, whether it makes sense or not. I don't so. know. He, he, he's a special character. <laughs> he's that, he's that character in all the books and movies that everybody loves because it just seems like it can't be true. Like, there's yes. no way they can be like that. But he is. And we love him for it. Alessandra, did you want to come over and say hi? No, come she's over gone. And say hi? Nope. What? All right. So are we down to book number one? Uh, we are down to, yes, my favorite um, middle grade book is The Weston Game by Ellen Raskin. And I put a lot of mysteries on this list. I really enjoy uh, middle grade mysteries, but this one just 
top charts for me. This is a book I think everybody should read. It's a bit of a classic. It, it used to be on a lot of summer uh, summer reading lists. And which one? What's this called? The Westing Game. Okay. And this is by Ellen Raskin. Uh, and it each character in this story is their own character. They have their own story going on, and they are all searching for clues to get money okay the the goal is to get this hidden money and they are all very different they all go through a very different journey to find what they think is a whole lot of money um there's lots of twists and turns in this in this story Um, those of you keeping score at home i do not have a whole lot of money no he spends it a lot on going to Disney. Why don't you, uh, so most of my money, I would say, goes towards Disney, yes. Um, but when you come to my house, Alessandra, what do I have a lot of that belongs to me? Um, he, he has some memorabilia, a lot of things you cannot open toys-wise. I like my toys. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man. So I think those are definitely his. He's got a full toy room filled with toys and and arcade games and all sorts of games. But I think, I would like to think they are more for his kids, my niece and nephew. Nope, they belong to me. But, um... Yeah, he, he collects a lot of things. He has a lot of hobbies, a lot of collections. He's pretty dorky. Um, that's just him. Yep, it's what makes me special. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I'm going to throw in one last book because April Whoa, 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 month. whoa, whoa. Are we going off the list here? We're, we're going off the list. April is poetry month. So we're so just throwing something in out of the blue. I'm just going to going to throw something in that I recently read that is a book in verse so it's like reading poems Um, I just better be good so this one is called Other Words for Home by Jasmine Warga and it half of it takes place in Syria and the other half takes place in Cincinnati and it's about a girl and mother who have to leave their home in Syria because of all of the terrible terrorism that is going on there they leave the earth her brother and her father behind and they come and they live with family members here in the united states and have to live this life away from half their family and it, and it is all it all is told in verse poems um, the whole book's in verse poems whole book yes uh it's a great story it it, it is a uh, historical fiction but it does you know, let you know what's happening in other countries. So definitely, uh, if you like poetry and want to read something that is written in poetry form, this is a great one. It's called Other Words for Home by Jasmine Warga. All right. So that 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 concludes your list of your top 10, top uh, 10. books to read. With yes. a wild card we threw in at the end of a poetry verse written book. Yes. Um, as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I gave you guys a little bit of extra, no charge. This, and that was all, all just out of the goodness of your heart? Yes. Um, by the way, I mean, uh, my sister... He's probably going to have to buy me pizza, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to pay you for this podcast or buy you pizza or making you do all this extra work. I'm pretty sure um, you're the favorite, so we're just going to leave it at that. And yeah, I, I think the best thing to do here is accept the fact that you're the little one and I'm the older one and you're doing it because I said so. Uh, listen, I know you are upset with me because I have better hair than you do because you have none. That's kind of messed up. Back in the day, I had, I had a flow. He had a flow and that flow ended almost before I was born. (laughs) (laughs) But we are social distancing. I haven't seen this guy in over a month. I wasn't able to see my nephew for his birthday. Um, So we are social distancing. Practice social distancing. Also, don't give him a hard time with your distant learning. Yeah, seriously. Could you make this a little easier for me? give him a break it's a, it's very hard and hopefully uh he gets through this without losing any more hair because all he's got left is his facial hair well i want to thank alessandra for coming on today's podcast and if you like this podcast and you want me to bring her back for some other conversations regarding anything library related or uh, again, questions you'd like to know about Mr. Petrino, we can pull her back in for a shorter version of a podcast and throw her onto this link. But I want to thank her again for coming out. You know, she is doing her part, trying to promote reading as best she can from home. And I want to thank you for coming here today on the telephone. And she's on speakerphone right now. So thanks again, Alessandra, for coming out. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, keep reading, guys.